Yo, 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 just chats, back at it again. Um, got to guess that I um, first met quite some time ago in my teenage years, um, back when um, Above Presto used to be uh, a residence, um, and I thought this guy was cool as because he had a skyline. So, um, <laughs> guest, tell us a bit about yourself and who you are. Uh, my name is Jacob Bradley, and I, uh, I'm, I've lived in Mount Gambia for a long time, probably like, what's it, like 16 years, I guess. Mm-hmm. I moved here from New Zealand when I was like 14. Okay. Um, yeah. And like you said, I used to live above Presto and had a skyline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Sweet. Okay. So, um, we'll get, we'll get straight into it. So, um, tell us about, so you did schooling in New Zealand, like your, your primary school years in New Zealand? Yeah. I, um. Grew up in New Zealand with uh, my mum and my brother. Went to primary school and like I think, I think I done year eight there. And then I came over here and started at Grant High. Yep. And done year nine, ten, and didn't quite finish year eleven yeah. because I just was having heaps of fun, uh, cutting sick in the pines in my car <laughs> and doing all that sort of degenerate shit that you do like back in the early two thousands, I guess. Yep. <laughs> and then um. Yeah, I left school halfway through year 11 and just done, like, shit-kicking jobs. Like, I worked out the vineyards, mm-hmm. and then I think I'd done, like, what else did I do? I'd done, like, a bit of welding or something. I was heaps bad at that, and then I just, like, eventually just started working in, like, the timber mills and stuff. Yep, yep. So, going back to school, um, do you remember much of your primary school years? Yeah, a little bit. Did you, were you a good student? Did you get bullied or just flew under the radar sort of thing? Yeah, I suppose like, I remember like I had like trouble reading when I was heaps young. Yep. And I had to do this thing called like reading recovery or something. I don't Mm -hmm. know if they still do that these days for people that like are shit at reading. There's (laughs) definitely like, there's heaps of reading programs and like literacy programs. Delayed learning or something. Yeah, yeah. And I just remember like it was sick because like if I'd done well at it, I got to make like cheese on toast. That's a sick Which reward, man. <laughs> like, heaps good. Yeah. I was just like, fuck yeah, cheese on toast. Um, all right, and going into high school, did you, you went to Grant, you said yeah? Yeah, I went to Grant. And how was that? Um, yeah, it was, like, good, I guess. That's, like, where I met, like, my main, like, friend group that I'm still friends with now. Mm-hmm. And just, like, I don't know, I was never really, like, too interested in anything at school. I'd done, like, art and I wasn't heaps into music then. Yep. But I always wanted to... I remember, like, when I'd done, like, year eight back in New Zealand before I came over, I wanted to, like, start learning bass. Yeah. But, like, we were, like, too poor, and, like, my mum's, like, can't afford a bass guitar. Mm-hmm, and I was mm-hmm. like, damn it. So then, like, I sort of, like, didn't really think too much about music until, like, a, like later in life sort of thing. Okay, okay. And so you said you liked art and music. Did you like your teachers at high school? Did you find them to be like quite inspiring or they were kind of annoying? And I don't know. It's so long ago that I can't like, like high school to me is just like that these flashes of like certain like times and things that happened like that time that like um, this girl broke up with me or like the time that I like, back-chatted a teacher and got, like, three detentions in a row. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've still got this, like, detention slip um, from Mr. Douglas. Do you know Mr. Douglas? KD, yeah. yeah. And it's, like, three in a row, and it's because I threw a banana peel on the oval. 
on the oval. Yeah, and I said some smart-ass thing to him, like, it's biodegradable, man, it'll be f-. and he just, like, lost his shit and gave me, like, he's like, that's it, detention, 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 and I've got the detention slip at home. There's, like, three detentions in a row, like, lunchtime detentions. <laughs> Jesus, did you go? Yeah, I think so. Oh, that's all right. I was scared. I was, like, I was, like, a nervous student. Yeah, yeah. And Jesus. I was like, well, I felt kind of bad, like, you know, I was being a smart-ass. Yeah. Just Looking like, it's a banana peel, it's biodegradable, man. And he's just like, <laughs> and it just detentioned me. Shit. Okay. Um, all right, so looking back in hindsight now, do you think um, your schooling and, like, the whole experience was important? Yeah, I guess so. Like, you learn a lot, like, in terms of, like, how to socialise with other people. Mm-hmm. And, like, all the little, like, you know, relationships you have, like, girlfriends or boyfriends and just, like, yeah, I mean, like, high school's, like, your formative years. Yeah. Like, and you sort of, like, I don't know, I feel like you have, like, different formative stages as well. Like, you have your high school and then, like, you have, like, your tertiary or, like, whatever your sort of first job is apprenticeship thing. And then, like, I, you know, I felt like I never even, like, really started to properly grow up until I was, like, <laughs> in my late 20s. Yeah. Sort of thing. Yep. And I don't know, like, what that's from or anything, but, like, yeah. I, I understand strange. what you're saying. Yeah. So, it's not, would you say, like, say if there's a kid right now listening that they're at school mm. and they're not, like, fully committed, would you say keep going or would you say going to do something else? Well, it just, um, I don't know. It just depends. Like, it depends what you're passionate about and what you want to, like, chase after. And, like, sometimes, like, I don't even, like, no, like, I didn't really, like, know that I wanted to pursue, like, music and stuff like that until I was, like, 18, 19. Yeah, yep. And, like, a lot of people had already, like, been playing instruments for years and, like, mm. been in the school band and stuff like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I hadn't done any of that. Yeah. So I was, like, super late with that. Okay. So, yeah, it can just take, like, it can take a longer for some people, I guess. 100%. To figure out what you're passionate about or interested in. And even now, some people don't know what their passion is. Like, they, they might be doing something they enjoy, but um, I can take myself, for example, like, I thought I knew what I wanted to do, and I don't want to do that anymore, so... And I think there's nothing... Like teaching? Oh, I think it's... I think I like to help, but not um, young people, because they <laughs> don't, they're more interested in garbage <laughs> trucks than what I have to say. But, um, anyway... Let's get going. So you said you gave up in your or dropped out in year eleven. Yeah. Um, and then what? What avenue did you pursue? Sorry, you just did some shit kicker jobs. Yeah. Yeah. My whole life, I've just done like shit kicker jobs. Really, like what, what I call a shit kicker job. Just like not an actual like career or profession. Just like I'll do whatever to earn money and you know pay my rent and food, while I like you know pursue other things that make me happy. And for like the longest time, and still is like music is like the huge thing. I've been in like bands and. Um, DJ'd, made electronic music, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. done a bunch of different stuff like that. Okay, let's let's dive into that. So, I I know that you're in some bands. Would you like to tell the listeners um, what bands that you are a part of? Well, just at the moment, oh, I have always like been like the main band I've been in is Admella. Yep. And um, yeah, I was a, I've been like I was the singer for Admella for a really long time, and. Then just like recently, I changed um, positions in the band and started playing piano. Okay, and I've been like learning piano for the past couple of years. That's and cool. That's doing cool. That. Yeah, but like more recently, because everyone's older and stuff like that, Admel has become more of like a, a studio band. Yep, it's hard to like find the time. Like when we're younger, of course, you know, you don't all you care about is like the band and music, and you're just like 
sacrifice things to be like, yeah, I don't care if I'm broke all the time. Like, I want to go play gigs and, like, mm-hmm. do all that sort of thing. But then you get older, priorities change. and They do. It gets harder to find the time. <laughs> so let's let's go into Edmela. So tell us about the, the start of Edmela. When did Edmela all start? Well, it started... Um, well, I remember it started as actually a metal band called Beneath Dying Skies back in what was it, 2006 or seven. Mm. And I remember um, you actually took our first uh, <laughs> our first promo shots. I like, did right here where we're actually sitting right now. I I do remember that. Yeah. Yes, the I also hospital. remember. I also remember your first gig was at. Um, it was like um, it was at the old jail. Was it? What one are you thinking? I'm thinking of? of the one that was at um the the city band hall, like in that back area that was like the um like youth suicide prevention week sort of one. Do you remember oh, that like one? in the middle of town here. Yeah, like Josh and Lina set it all up and stuff like that. Do you remember oh, that one? Oh yeah, I think that might have been our second gig. Oh, Okay, because so I'm pretty sure our first one was actually at um the old jail. Maybe that was our second one. But yeah, that was heaps long ago. That was that, <laughs> and we did. Well, we played like I Killed the Prom Queen covers. We used yeah. to play. Um, was it um, Sharks in Your Mouth? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that was sick. So, um, how far did so? Okay, so you've started in two thousand six, two thousand seven. Where did Admela like? Give us like the the history of Admela. So like, where did it take you? Like, did you do some like from I know, but let the listeners know. Yeah. Um, where it actually took you? Yeah, we just like um, we had a few like member changes and stuff but the core like me and Tom and um Gavin and that all sort of like stayed and later on like Esky started playing bass for us stayed like the same core group we like just gigged around town for the years up until um I think it's 2011 end of 2011 we um got the Soundwave gig which was like huge for us um and that was sort of like our like pinnacle like point by that stage, we'd sort of changed our sound. We weren't really, like, straight-up metal anymore. We were more, like, pop-punky, like, a data of memory, Amity Affliction, that sort of a sound sort of mm-hmm, thing. Mm-hmm. And then after that, we tried, like, we thought, cool, we got, like, a, um, a booking agent in Adelaide, and we thought, like, yeah, this is sick. Like, we kind of made it. We're on our way sort of thing. But we didn't, like, realise at the time. And in hindsight, like, that's the point when we should have, like, really dug in yep. and like gone super hard and we just sort of coasted and mm-hmm. like it was to our detriment and we just got like we just like played a few gigs and then nothing really happened and then it sort of petered off and then I started getting interested in like DJing and like electronic music and producing at that time and I sort of like saw like because Tom and Gavin are both six singers and we weren't really doing the screaming thing anymore and I was just like it's kind of like not a spot here for me at this uh, time. So I like decided like I'll step away from the band, let you guys like continue on. And the band just kind of like broke up for a little while there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Whilst I was off um, DJing and making <laughs> electronic music and stuff. So um, going back to Soundwave. So Soundwave was like a, a nationally, like a national like festival, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. it was huge. Um, how was that whole experience of like, playing in front of like hundreds thousands of people like was it do you look back at it and be like holy shit like like you said we made it or was like did you still act like you know you're still that band from like a country town just playing a gig sort of thing like how did you how did you approach that whole i'm playing on a well super huge for us because it always like i'd been to sound waves like in previous years yeah and then to actually like be on that like big stage and like the the bands that were playing as well like ckY were like on after us mm-hmm. And that was, like, crazy because, like, 
like Bam Margera was like backstage and like got to like talk to him and stuff. Yep, yep. <laughs> and just things like that. Like, it was wild. Like, I just like, I mean, you can always like think like, oh, I wish like we were better or I wish like I was more better prepared and this and that. But I think you just have to like look at the experience for like what it was and mm-hmm. just appreciate it. Like yeah. it's just that moment in time of like, yeah, that was sick. Like that was like the shit sort of thing. But that's not even like the best gig we played. Like, for me, and probably, like, some of the others in the band, I reckon it was, like, our EP launch at Purples. Yep. Wow. That, that doesn't exist anymore, does yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that was sick. We had, like, pretty much everyone from, like, that, had like, used to come to the shows, like, everyone supported us. We had, like, two, three hundred people just in that, like, like small space. And, like, it just went off. Like, to me, that's, like, the most memorable show we've played, like, better than, like, the Soundwave one. Because Soundwave was too scary. Yeah. For, like, a small band from a small country town mm. to be on that huge stage with all that pressure and, like, not used to being on a massive stage with the sound just being super different and, like, uh, it was just, like, it was, like, sort of overwhelming. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. to, like, play, like, a hometown show where it was, like, massive and it was, like, the launch of our EP at the time, that was, like... The probably like the best, the best gig for me. Yeah. yeah. So going back to famous people, famous um, people. <laughs> who else did you meet? So you said you met Bear Margera. Anybody else famous? No, I don't think so. I mean, like, cause we, like, we had to like play, and then we just kind of hung out and watched the band after us, which was CKY. So that like they were there, and then. Yeah, we just went and, like, went into the crowd and hung out with our friends afterwards okay. and, like, wandered yep. around. I remember, like, afterwards I went to Enigma Bar mm. and there were, like, all the band dudes were there and stuff. And yep. I, I think I talked to, like, someone from, like, In Flames or something in the toilets. <laughs> just like, hey, man, how you doing? Yeah, I played Soundwave today as well. <laughs> and he's just like, what? <laughs> Jesus. That's, like, just to put it into perspective, so um, CKY and Bear Margera, like this is when they were at like their peak, like the Jackass days. Like, um, what yeah, was Bam t- what was TV show called? Uh, Bam and Around or oh shit, <laughs> Bam and Around. What was it called? It was just called um, Viva La Bam. Viva La Bam. Yeah. yeah. So this is like when and like Element had like Bam's name on it, and everyone was skating, and like like I said, Jackass was like this is like the peak. So I thought it was like super cool, and I was like somewhat jealous that like seeing you guys up on stage and then like now I've just found out yet like talk to Bam I mean not to say Bam's life is great at the moment but like this is like he was like a superstar like a a B A-list celebrity sort of thing you know yeah it was weird because he just like was kind of like sitting by himself like backstage and like I remember like he had like paint all over his hands yep and I think Gavin was like oh why have you got paint on your hands and he's like I was painting in my hotel room and we're just like cool and <laughs> that's all he sent him. And I think he got, like, in a fight the night before or something down Highland oh, Street. Oh, that's right. I reckon he did, too. Yeah, something yeah, Something crazy happened. Yeah, yeah. that's oh, just the type that's, of that's guy he is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Paints and fights. Yeah, sick. Um, all right, so um, you said you've done shit-kicking jobs. Um, what what do you do now? What's your current um, title, I guess you could call it? Well, I just recently probably like a couple months ago I left my job working at 141 at the mill just over there yep and I wanted to like get out of Mount Gambier so I um, took a job in Western Australia doing uh, as a drillers off cider okay for a drilling company nice and um, compared to say uh, I don't want to say mundane but the, <laughs> the, 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 the mill lifestyle what have you noticed with your, your change in job being 
uh, a drill drills person. Well, the biggest thing is like it's um, you do what's called swing. So my swing is like four weeks of straight work. So two weeks of um, 14 days of day shift, 14 days of night shift, and then I have two weeks off. Mm-hmm. And like for some reason that like idea of like just working a big chunk of time and then having a massive break has always appealed to me. So I wanted to like give it a go sort of thing as opposed to just like Monday to Friday, get two days to like clean your house and I don't know, grab a coffee with someone and then you're back to the grind again. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, like working a huge chunk of time and then like having like two weeks to just like chill or like go on holiday somewhere and do whatever you want. And obviously the money is like way better as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you not say wish you went down that avenue earlier, but do you look at that and say like, "Fuck, like why, why didn't, why didn't I go for this?" So I mean, obviously, like we were chatting before this started, and you said like COVID hit, you really wanted to start doing it like a year and a half, two years ago. But do you wish that you approached the mining sector earlier on in your? Oh yeah, for sure, because like we've both got like mutual friends that uh, work in the mining industry, and yep. like you they've got like multiple houses and just like set themselves up really well and they're only like our age sort of yeah, thing yeah and i'm like man i wish i'd done that ages ago but i didn't like i don't know i just either wasn't confident enough or i was like giving myself like the bullshit excuse of like oh no i've got like the band and like music or oh, i'm like seeing this girl like mm-hmm. just like different things would always like come up and i'd use them as like a crux not to like go out and try something new mm-hmm. and i think i eventually just got to sort of a bit of a like a a turning point or a breaking point where I was just like, like I sort of, I'm like, I'm 33 now and I'm staring down the barrel of like 40, like going like the next like, you know, five, 10 years. And I'm just like, do I really want to just be in Mount Gambia working mm. um, at the mill? Mm-hmm. Not that there's nothing wrong with that job, but do, do I want that as my future? And I Is was that just like, yeah. fuck no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I need to go and like experience the world and meet new people and do a different job and like have like, you know, set myself up in a different like path sort of thing so so by doing this how how do you like you said you know we've got our mutual friends and we say that they're really quite successful and they've been doing it for eight to ten years plus mm. is that the sort of thing you you want to establish like you've got a house it's paid for you've got a car it's paid for you know like everything's all not paved with gold but you know you're you're comfortable is that what you're aiming to do now yeah well as you get older and like you sort of like live out your youth and my youth was spent like um, playing music and being in bands and living that sort of like ragtag party lifestyle mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as you get older you realize you've got like i've got like friends that are like married got kids or they've been married some of them like a divorce now yeah. and like you know i'm just like well i haven't like done any of that yet so um if i'm going to like go down the route of like having kids and setting myself up and buying a house like I want to do it right and I want to like save up a bunch of money and I want to like go and like do a few things first like you know travel and all that sort of stuff yeah and this job sort of like provides all that for me it's sort of like my best option of like what I had yeah it's like this is my entry point into this kind of thing Mm -hmm. so let's go for it that's sick man it's it's cool that you know you've 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 gone through the shit and like, yes, it has taken some time, but you know, now you're on that path to really... Yeah, so it's better late than never, right? That's, that's exactly <laughs> like right. like anything in life. That's what I tell a lot of people, especially like when it comes to like fitness and stuff as well. Mm. You're just like, people, oh, I can't do it. Like, you know, they're like really like friends or family members that are like super overweight or they just live like a bad lifestyle in general. It's just like, well, you can just like start now by going for a walk. Like it's that simple. It's, it's, it's that first step is 
always the hardest step. Yeah. And the first step is, the second step is never as hard as the first step. Yeah, and it always gets easier. 100%. All right, so I guess this question sort of ties into everything. So what would, if you could go back to, say, your high school years before you started doing your um, shit-kicky job, I'm going to keep saying that. <laughs> um, what do you wish someone had told you? At high school? Or just, like, when you started going into the workplace, like, what do you wish there was um, just one bit of advice or one little... Like guidance saying, if you do this, this is going to happen. Or if you keep going down this road, this is what's going to happen. Honestly, I like wish someone like drilled into me to get some sort of a trade. Yep. Because I was never going to like be like a, a professional or go into some sort of like academic thing. But mm-hmm. I just wish someone was like, hey, like there's like lots of opportunity if like you get a trade in like something at least to then like, you know, propel you in some sort of direction. Yep. That's the that's the main thing. So would you say like during the school years you didn't really have a direction? You were just like coasting. No, nah, I just like I had I had like no direction at all. Like I'd just be like, yeah, I'll do whatever because I, I was like, <laughs> you know, this sort of like nihilistic attitude of a teenager back then, just mm-hmm. being like nothing matters, who cares, like whatever. Yeah. Like the only thing that matters to me is like this band or this music or yep. whatever, and yep. like going to shows. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yep, I get you. Yeah. Okay, so coming into like the future, what would you say like the best resources that you've um, found or caught yourself reading or watching? What have you found to be like you know really, like really caught your attention and like oh shit, this this is some good stuff right here. Man, I just listen to like a lot of different podcasts and like read books. Like I try to read as much as I can. It's hard. Like I'm not very good at reading, mm-hmm. but yeah, just like. There's like, so, and just YouTube is your friend as well. Like anything, like these days, anything you want to know or find out about, you could just like YouTube it and just go down different like rabbit holes and tangents. But I think the important thing about that too is to like, just tr- dis- like decipher the information for yourself and like see what applies well mm. and what you can throw away sort of thing. Like mm-hmm. don't just like take, just because some guy with a YouTube channel with a bunch of like subs is like telling you something about like self-improvement or like the best way to train or eat is this or that or how to improve your life. Like, take it with, like, you know, a grain of salt and then, like, see if that, like, sticks and, like, applies to you and your life because Mm. everyone's different sort of thing, you know? 100%. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think, like, there are people that... um like not like I wouldn't say preach but they they look at someone as like this is gospel like this is the only way to do it and there's so many different paths and so many different ways to get to the goal that you want to go um it's good to pick and choose which things work really well for you and then like almost build your own path rather than just taking a path yeah I I think like that's super important for like anyone but especially like young males to like like find like take what you want from the world and like decipher it and then build your own sort of like path and existence like through that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like not just like don't just like become like a follower and don't just like expect like things to happen for you like go out and like actually like apply yourself to different things and like apply them to like to your own life and ways of thinking and that sort of thing yeah you've you've got to i think especially like me growing up as well, like you, you, it's all on you. Like you've got to, you've got to do the work. Things just don't fall on your lap. Um, yeah. Not, not to say that girls have it any easier, but I definitely can see um, how beauty can can play a pretty important role into getting places as a female. Like if you're an attractive young female, you can, you know, use that to your advantage. And good on you. Like if you've got an advantage, I'm more than use it. Like yeah. Don't um. 
don't not use it. Like, that's just silly. But um, I think boys, like, they definitely have to create um, a lot more than, um, than females. That's yeah, well, no, one's, no one's coming to save a young guy from anything. No, no. And that's why we need, like, or the world needs, like, good role models for, like, young men to, like, become, like, you know, good people good citizens yep. sort of thing instead of just like like having no like authoritative um, or like alpha type figures to look up to and then they just become like I don't know super resentful and insecure and bitter and then they just become like piece of shit guys mm. that end up you know perpetuating cycles of things like domestic violence or sexual assault yep. like a guy that's like super like secure in himself and knows what he wants to do and is like is on his like path of like you know creating a better life for himself and like his family and those around him isn't going to be like you know beating up his wife or yeah. like doing like bullshit fucking scumbag things yeah 100% and that I think that then also ties in like you know how you've got those people that you know do respect like an authoritative authoritative figure mm. like even like the like I see like the boys that leave school and then go do a trade um, the boy or the the boy that's gone to do the trade their boss is usually male and so they've got that you know this is their that male role model like they may not have it at home but like they'll listen to their boss mm. um, for those that just go out and do like nothing and like say go do drugs or smoke cones or get on like start drinking and stuff they still don't have that that authoritative figure and so when they get in trouble or they get caught doing something they shouldn't be doing Mm. um usually the authority figure will be a male policeman and from what i've seen that's their first real introduction to a no you can't do this and that's why they hate it because they've been told they can't do something they want to do um and it just clashes with something in their head and and it's just they're just pissed off because they've been able to do whatever they want and this is the first person or thing that said no and they don't like it yeah um i mean that's a whole new can of worms we can go into but yeah, yeah that, that's some really good good advice there man um all right so we'll start getting into the the real um the bulk of the questions here so in your experience what shit just doesn't work um thinking that fucking someone's going to come and help you or save you from anything in life Okay, do you want to elaborate on that? Like, is that personal experience or just what you're seeing? Yeah, well, just like moping around and being like um, resentful or like upset about like, uh, I'm not talking about like like clinical depression, but like just being like sad and pissed off at like the world and thinking that things should go your own way or like, like no one's going to come and bail you out of anything. Like you have to do it yourself. Mm -hmm. So like... It ob- it's pretty obvious, but, like, that was something that I, like, learned that, like, you know, that's not going to work. Like, just, like, sitting there moping, thinking that fucking, <laughs> like, why aren't things going my way? Well, are you doing anything about it? Nah, but, like, they should. Like, like acting like the world owes you something. Yeah. Like, and it seems, like, so stupid now, but, like, there's been, like, heaps of points in my, my like teenage years and even, like, my early 20s and stuff, and I was like, well, why isn't this working? And it's, like... Well, have you done anything about it? Like, have you tried to, like, you know, pull yourself out of this rut by, like, doing, like, healthy practices? Like, have you tried going to the gym? Have you tried setting a goal for yourself? Have you tried, like, you know, not wasting all your money on this bullshit? That's why you're broke and just, like, things like that. Things yeah. that seem so, like, obvious, but, like, 
at the time, like, if you're in a bit of a rut, you can just, like, think, like, what was me sort of thing. So when did you catch yourself and go, wow, I'm, I'm not going to say a piece of shit, but I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like, you kind of, like, you kind of always know it, don't you? You do. If you really, like, um, self-reflect, you can, like, get down into the weeds and just, like, you'd be like, yeah, well, like, if you're almost, like, in denial when you're in those sort of states of mind mm, about mm. your situation and, like, where you are in life. And it is, like, your fault and you can do something about it. I agree. I think a lot of people like to complicate their lives and make it really, really hard mm. uh, and then justify why they're doing it as a good thing. So, like, say, for example, if you're saying, like you said, oh, you'd blow all your money. It's like, yeah, but I feel sick at the time. But that's a shit reason. Yeah. Like, <laughs> And the thing is, like, even, like, I've done that, like, so many times and I know what the outcome's going to be. And you just like, like, say you go out and you spend all your money on like drinking or whatever and yep. you just wasted like 300 bucks mm. and you feel like shit the next day and you're all like, and you're just like, well, you wanted to do that. Mm. Like, accept your fate, like accept what you like yeah. chose for yourself. Yeah. And like, that's one thing. Yeah. Just like that I've learned. It's just like, you make a decision, stick by it, no matter what it is. If you feel bad about it, then like learn from it and don't fucking do it again. <laughs> yeah, there's there's potholes in the road. When you drive over it once, you should not drive over it again. So you should yeah. know where it is. And if things aren't working for you, um, yeah, definitely reflect about what practices you're doing or what you're doing. And um, if it's not making you happy, then the practices won't change. You've got to change what practices you're doing. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, when was your light bulb moment? So you said briefly uh, at the start of this that something started to like click in your late like late twenties. So what was that thing that started just things just started to make sense i guess like um when i stopped partying so much and i started getting more into fitness and stuff yep so like i first like got into like working out and all that sort of stuff through doing crossfit yep and that was probably like five years ago now mm -hmm. i think and like my brother was going to like the local crossfit gym down here like blue lake and he's like oh you should come and try and i was like i was half ass like kind of like running around the lake every now and again but I was still like going out and drinking and bullshit all the time and so like I went and done like my first like CrossFit class and just like got my ass whipped by like everyone and it was just like what the fuck like I'm like that was shit but also great yeah. and like I never like sweated or breathed that hard and thought I was gonna die before <laughs> in a good way and then I was just like alright I'm gonna like stick with this and it's just sort of got like addicted to it like a lot of people do when it comes to it doesn't matter like what you're doing whether it's F45 CrossFit like whatever like sort of like training group training thing mm. and I think it is like the group thing that like gets you into it as well like the mm. community aspect you're there with a bunch of other people you're going super hard like and you make friends through that thing and just like that whole like world like was like my light bulb moment I guess you could say it like opened me up to like oh Life doesn't have to be, like, just, like, working during the week and then getting wasted on the weekends. Like, you can, like, I, I switched out fucking, like, going out on a um, Friday or Saturday night for, like, getting up early, going to the gym or going to the CrossFit gym and then having, like, brunch and coffee afterwards yeah. and then going to bed early on a Saturday. It was, like, yeah. a whole, like, trans like lifestyle transition for me sort of thing. I think also with um, the best thing about group fitness and like CrossFit and F45 is um, everyone's in the same boat of pain. Like there's no yeah. one that's like not in like not feeling pain. You know, if, if everyone's going hard and everyone's on that same energy wave level, like, you know, um, there's no like it's it, it, like I do like training by myself and I do like training in a group. But like, yeah, I think everyone um, in their own like 
ever, like you can, when you're looking at that person that's not like you know suffering or struggling, you're in that same boat. Yeah, it's like a shared connection that you have with everyone. You're just mm-hmm. like, I know what you're going through because I'm going through it right now. And then you come out of the end of the workout, and it's like you've had this sort of like this experience together. Yeah, that you can like connect on, and then you talk about how bad the workout was, or <laughs> yeah, something afterwards. You're like, man, that part sucked when we're doing all those squats or those thrusters or pull-ups or whatever it is. Yep. Yep. No, that's that's sick, man. This is the question that's um, it's definitely ruffling a few feathers, but I, I do think these things sort of need to be discussed. Do you think boys and girls are equal? Um, I'd say, what do you mean by um, equal? So uh, there's people that say at the moment that there's a lot of equality in the world in regards to um, males and females. Yeah. I, I just want to know, do you think that, you know, that we should be equal or do you think that... You know, some people are good at this and some people are good at that or females are good at this and not good at that or males are good at this and not males are good at that. And just I think on like a, a societal face value, like human to human, like like everyone's equal, mm-hmm. obviously. Yep. But like the main thing that like um, I've been upset about is when it comes to like athletics and sports and stuff. Yep. Like obviously like male and females aren't equal otherwise we'd like compete against each other at the olympics 100%. or in the ufc or <laughs> yeah, yeah boxing yeah. or whatever like there's just like a, an actual like physical like physics biological difference between a man and a woman like when in terms of bone structure how they put on muscle mm-hmm. um power output just all those sorts of things like yep Yep. From, like, a physical perspective, I mean, men and women aren't equal that way. <laughs> do you think that, like, tying into, say, do you think that there's certain roles that males and females should go into? Yeah, for sure. Like, obviously, or it seems apparent to me that, like, men are, like, better at leadership roles mm-hmm. just because of the way that, like, I'm, I don't think it's, like... It's not like a, oh, the patriarchy, like, oppressive, bad. I just think that, that men uh, have always been, like, since hunter-gatherer times, like, the ones that, like, go out and provide and are, like, good leaders for their community sort of thing. Yeah. Like, all, like, the good aspects, you know. And it's been, like, sort of, like, um, proven that, like, if if a man or, like, anyone is, like, a tyrant or a piece of shit and is oppressive, like, that person doesn't last. Yeah. Like, people out them pretty quickly and... Yeah. Yeah. You know. 100%. You still have to be, like, benevolent and, like, kind as well as strong and authoritative. Yeah, you've got to... You've got to, like, yin and yang those kind of, like, qualities together. Very, very good thing that you say yin and yang and that's what I think a lot of people really need to look at. When you look at the yin and yang symbol, you can see... I don't know which one's... Um, yin and which one's yang like what colour's what but you can see in the white there is a little bit of black and yeah. in the black there's a little bit of white so you do need both to balance each other out and that's I think that's super important so um, yeah just tying in with um, leadership and stuff like that I think I'm not saying that females can't be leaders but um, especially in my experience um, males just make that more assertive decision mm. and just they want to get shit done um, not saying that they like females can't do that, but uh, when people just say like, like these one or two names, um, it goes back to saying that um, the like just because there's an exception doesn't mean the rule isn't still there. Um, and look, I've like some of the the females that have led me have been fantastic, but um, I can also say that um, in some of my jobs, um, 
when a female has been in charge, it's been very, um, uh, there's a particular incident that happened with me. I'll, I'll open up. A kid um, called me um, the sea bomb. Yeah. And Captain. <laughs> captain, you're a captain, Mr. Mo. Um, and I was just like, all right, nah, that's not cool. That's not going to fly with me. Let's go get your parents. Like, we'll talk to your parents. Yeah. Um, and we'll, we'll take you up and see what leadership has to say. Long story short, talk to leadership. And they said, oh, this kid's had a hard life. Mm. Um, I'm like, yeah, but that's not the point. The point is, you know, if that was any other kid that mm. called you a captain, um, that wouldn't fly. And so they, they brought the emotion into the decision instead of punishing the child for, you know, using invective language towards a teacher. And so if anything, that told me that that kid can get away with stuff. And that's almost starting that cycle. It's like he's not being held accountable because he's had a bad life. Yeah. That's fucking garbage. That is not how the world works. No. I'm sorry. Um, if that happened at another site that I'd work at, even if they just say shit or fuck, mm. it's a send home. Yeah. I just, and like, I guess it just comes back to my experiences, but I don't, you can't, when it comes to those sorts of things, you can't, there's rules for a reason. And I think that from my experience, like this is just what I've experienced, that the males stick to the rules and don't bring those emotions into, not bend the rules, but the kid made a mistake, he should go home. Yeah. It's not that the fact he has a bad life, like, I can't help that. But by letting him get away with dropping the captain, yeah, that's just not cool. No. Um, so, yeah, I, th- I think, yeah. The thing is, you're trying to teach him a lesson about, like, respect, and you can't talk to someone. Like, ha- how would he like it if you talked to him like that, you know? You, 100%. You can't, you can't sw- if you switch the roles and started dropping C-bombs at him, like... That's completely unacceptable. So why should like you accept that? Or even if I if I called that that leadership a C bomb, like mm. you just it's just the emotion should be taken out of a decision like that. And yeah, I just I just don't think that's cool. It didn't fly well with me. So I mean, not that I'm like I said, I think this I've been led by some fantastic females, but um, those sorts of things I've never had to deal with that except with with a female or female leadership. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd agree with that. Yeah. All right. So, what are the benefits of being a male? What do you find that you get as a male that that really benefits you? That's kind of a strange question because I don't know what it's not like to not be a male, <laughs> isn't it? That's yeah. I guess yeah. I've I've always been a male, but I mean, I guess just from like a societal perspective, um. The main thing, because I have a friend who's like a martial artist and stuff like that, and we talk about like, um, like she's like fairly comfortable in like being able to defend herself. She does jujitsu and um, karate and stuff like that. But like the main thing that I'd think is like I don't have to, as being a male, I don't have to worry about like getting like my ass kicked or sexually assaulted as much as a female would, mm-hmm. sort of thing. Yep. So that would be like one thing, I guess. Yeah, that's true. Um, okay, so have you, have you ever asked to fight her? No, <laughs> no. No, okay. That'd be kind of cool to see what would happen. Yeah, I want to get into martial arts, actually. Like, I was thinking about starting jiu-jitsu, finally, after all these years. Do Go something it, different. Go for it. Just because I want to be able to, like, defend myself, like, if, oh, and, like, people around me, if something goes down, 
I've mm. like always had that lingering in the back of my head. I'm just like, if I can, like, because I've been like where there have been confrontations and fights, and I'm just like, I don't know what to fucking do here. Like, mm. yep. yep. And like having that confidence of being like, oh, I can, like, I'm comfortable in this, like, this chaos that's yeah. happening <laughs> yep. would be like an advantage, even just to have mentally, you know. Oh, 100%. Uh, yeah, I think, yeah, martial arts. And again, that, I guess that comes back to, you know, um, you were saying like very early on that it was just your mum that raised you, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, having that um, that male in your life to really show you that like you can hold frame, you can maintain strength and you can handle the situation yeah. rather than, you know, not cowering but not knowing what to do. I think that's a really important thing that all males should really learn how to do is like yeah. how to how to maintain and hold frame in it in when shit starts hit the fan. Yeah, and I'm a big proponent of like the traditional family structure even though I didn't have one sort of thing growing up like I think it's super important for like uh, a child any child whether mm. it's male or female to have a you know a, a mum and a dad yeah yeah unfortunately sometimes that's just not how it works but um yeah well, for both of us yeah <laughs> I mean I turned out alright but anyway um so what negatives do you get or what what's what's a disadvantage of being a male I don't know I guess like one thing that I do notice and like, it's like, it doesn't really bother me, but sometimes like I have like noticed it more and more like the older and scarier I look, you know, because <laughs> so, I'm like someone who's like got a fair few tattoos. I've got like a beard and stuff like that. And like maybe for some like people, like some females, I might be like intimidating, but I have noticed like little things, um, and it doesn't bother me, but, like, say if I'm, like, walking, like, down the street and stuff, like, sometimes people will, like, cross the road and, yeah. like, try and avoid me. And, like, that doesn't, like, it's nothing compared to, like, what could happen if I was, like, a dangerous person. Yeah. Like, I, I get it, but then I also know who I am, so mm. then it sort of, like, makes me feel, like, a bit, like, oh, I wish I could just, like, talk to you. Well, I wish, like, we could read each other's minds and you knew that I was, like, it's fine. Like, don't stress. Like, yeah. <laughs> nothing bad's going to happen. Yeah. But that's, like, you know, nothing compared to, like, if I was a female, obviously, I'd be, like, like if someone looks sketchy, I'd be, like, yeah, I'll probably cross the road. safe. Yeah. Or I'll, like, try and avoid this person or not talk to this person. Yeah, I guess, you know, that's that's just... I mean, I, I'm guilty of it doing, too. Like, guilty of doing it, too, which is just judging a book by its cover, you know? Like... Until, that's the big thing that I've learned recently is like, you literally have no idea what someone's like or what they're going through until you spark up a conversation with them. Like, yeah. And that's almost like, not the point of this, but I really just want to just talk to as many people as I can and just see like, hey, like, what's going on? You know? Yeah. Like, and I think it's super important. And like, even if you're just in line, like at the coffee shop, just ask them how they are. Like, what are you up to? Like, oh, I can see you've. Like, is your favorite color pink if they're wearing a pink thing? And then just try and get into a conversation. Like, at the worst thing that will happen is they'll, like, think you're a creep and you don't see them again. But, like, yeah, at the end of the day, like, you could spark up, like, the coolest conversation with someone. Yeah, that's it. Um, you just got to, it goes back to, you know, taking that risk. So, all right. Um, in your opinion, what do you think most people are doing wrong day to day? I think most people are spending way too much time on social media and worrying about what other people think as opposed to just um, worrying about themselves and getting after it and whatever they want to pursue in life. Okay, okay. And I've been like, that's coming from my personal experience. Like I've had like times where I've like gone off like Instagram and Facebook. I don't go on Facebook anyway, but like gone off like social media apps because I sort of like caught myself just being like, I'm just like fucking scrolling through here and like watching people's stories and like 
like living my life through like just like absorbing and viewing other people's lives mm. and it's just like so wasteful it's it is such a like waste of time when you actually think about it you're like what am i doing here like this is not productive i'm not getting anything that i want to get done done yeah and like i've spent like an hour or two like when i could have been doing something else yeah and i've just like wasted it on this Hundred percent. Like that sucks. It's and yeah, and I think that's when you know people would then say like, oh, if they're not getting to where they want to get, like if they're not getting a goal they want to, to, you know, hold on, let me start again. If they're not, um, like striving towards a goal or they're not getting the results they want to get to, mm. they really got to you know, crack back and say, oh well, how much did I just waste on like watching TV or how much did I just waste like going through social media and looking at shit that, in that time, say if it was. 20, 20 minutes to half an hour, that's a good walk. Yeah, that's it. Um, people, like, don't want to... Um, a lot of people aren't just, like, self-reflective in that type of way. They're mm. just kind of, like... They just get sucked into, like, whatever their life has become or their habits have become, and they don't, they don't break out of that often enough to, like, have those, like, introspective thoughts about, like, who they are, what they're actually doing, what they actually want, you mm-hmm. know? Mm. Yeah, fully agree, man. Is there anyone that you um, gain inspiration from or someone that you look up to? Mm. It's hard because I used to always, like, look up to um, different, like, rock stars and musicians and Mm. stuff like that. I mean, I still do to an extent, but, like, after, like, being, like, in and around music and, like, knowing the music industry and the way things work and, like, a lot of rock stars are, are, like actually like pieces of shit and like (laughs) they're just kind of like good musicians that got lucky is like the whole thing to being a rock star yep quote yep um you kind of like well this isn't like you know when you when you're a teenager you're like this person's sick like they fucking party all the time and they get all these girls and they're Mm -hmm. living this like crazy lifestyle but when you delve into it they're super like you know depressed and drug addicted and they're not having a good time and like they portray this like amazing like thing and then you get down to the nitty gritty of it and you're just like this person is miserable yeah like so um i used to like think that was like cool and like inspirational but i do like i do look up to like certain musicians and like the music they put out and like how good they are as singers or whatever like um i'm a huge like fan of like queen and freddie mercury and like um just like heaps of like different like rappers and stuff like Tupac and Biggie and just like um, who else and just like even like some electronic artists as well like Skrillex I'm a huge fan of him mm-hmm. but like as far as like I don't know um, it's hard because I sort of just I don't like I haven't like idolized or like been like super into anyone it's sort of just like a smorgasbord of like little tidbits that I've taken like I look up to, like, different, like, um, CrossFit athletes, like, you know, like Matt Fraser and mm-hmm. Rich Froning and those people because just their super hard work ethic mm. and just, like, all the suffering they put themselves through just to, like, be really good at exercise. <laughs> it's yeah. kind of, like, inspiring. And then, like, you know, like, the strongman people, like Eddie Hall and those dudes and stuff like that. Different, like, Olympic weightlifters um, that I've, like, followed over the years and stuff. And just, like, I suppose it's, like... Um, I mean, like, David Goggins, he's, like, one guy that's super, like, motivational. Yeah. I listened to his audiobook, like, yeah. on a plane, like, Can't yeah. Hurt Me or whatever. Yeah. And it was, like, getting me pumped for, like, you know, leaving Matt Gambier and going over and, like, trying something new and, like, yep. getting out there and getting after it sort of thing. 
and like his story is like crazy. Have you listened to it? I've 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 touched the surface. You're you're actually the second person to mention Goggins. So yeah, <laughs> Goggins is pretty big. I, I know he's days. a freak, and he's like, he's just so like, like he's just straight to the point. Um, he listened to his audio book though. Like he went through like. Um, Navy SEAL like Bud's training like twice because he didn't make it the first time and like he like his story's crazy he was like went through heaps of like racism and oppression when he was younger and then like grew up and then like joined the military but then like got kicked out of the military and then went back again like multiple times and he just like his whole thing is just like no one's like coming to save you like you just have to go out there like just go out there and just fucking start running and just like he ran like something ridiculous, like, a hundred miles, and just, like, had heaps, like, his feet were all fucked up, and he had, like, he was, like, pissing coke, like, just, like, like, having, like, his bad rhabdo and stuff, but then just, like, his whole thing is, like, you can, like, push yourself way further in anything yep. than you think is, like, possible. Yeah, he's, yeah, definitely, I've got, i definitely got to get onto it, but he is, yeah, from scratching the surface, he's just a, he's a freak. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Tell me about the biggest setback you've had in life. The biggest setback? I don't know. Um, I feel like probably just myself holding myself back from things. Okay. Like not having like... I don't know. It's weird. You know how like you know that you should be doing something or you could be like... It's like that... Um, What is it? It's like the... It's like the sort of like the 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 potential that you wish you could be mm. but you're not like getting there sort of thing and you don't really know why you you're holding yourself back maybe it's like you're afraid mm-hmm. but then like you finally like do it and then like you realize that there wasn't anything what was the question again tell me about your biggest setback sorry my phone's ringing um yes yeah, setback um okay so, pro- yeah, probably just, like, yeah, like I said, like, myself, like, not believing in myself, not having, like, when I was younger, like, anyone, like, really to look up to or to, like, tell me, like, what I should be doing or, like, putting me on any sort of, like, um, good path in life sort of thing and just, like, also, like, being, like, shit financially <laughs> yeah. is something that I've always, like, struggled with. And I'm only, like, just getting, like, decent in that now. Because I was always, like, kind of like, oh, yeah, money's, like, whatever. I don't care. As long as I've got, like, my rent paid and, like, food and, like, some money for alcohol. Like, things are fine. Like, yep, yep. I never had any aspirations to, like, own a house or, like, do this or that. And then, like, recently I've, like, sort of, like, switched my, like, thing on that and become, like, way better at saving that sort of thing. So, like, yeah, like... um yeah, finances were, like, a big thing that I think have, like, held me back from, like, doing lots of things as well, like, being able to, like, save up to go on holiday and travel and, like, see places or just, yep. like, just, like, not being in debt all the time. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. sort of thing. So, so what lesson have you learned from, from knowing about those setbacks? Like, what have you taken and gone, oh, shit, and then, like, again, not try to hit that pothole again? Um, probably just that, like saving is a lot easier than <laughs> you expect it to be. Yeah. Obviously, it seems so, like, dumb. Like, heaps of these, like, things that I, like, I come to realize later in life, I'm just like, oh, you just don't spend money. 
Yeah. You just put it in. It's heaps easy. Yeah. It's heaps easy if you, like, think about it. Yeah. But, it's like, when you, like, I suppose, like, that stems from, like, um, like growing up, like, relatively poor. Mm. It's, like, when you don't have much, you sort of have this scarcity mindset of, like, all right, now I've got money. Like, let's, like, enjoy it. Let's yeah. go and, like, spend it. And, like, let's Let, eat out and let's do this and that. And, let's like, have all the things that I couldn't have. Yeah, let's, like, party with it. Yeah, and enjoy it because it might like disappear tomorrow. Like, mm. who knows? Could mm. go back to being like super broke. That's probably like something that's like bounced around in my head like for years. Yeah, yeah. All right, tell me what excites you. Excites me. Mm. Probably that just like probably like music and like exploring music because I was always in bands and like you know you know about like the normal instruments that everyone plays bass guitar drums piano this and that yeah but like in later years i've gotten heaps more like into like world instruments as well like okay. from different like countries and i've always wanted to i think i might start learning the um what's it called uh the nay have you heard of the nay it's like a no. turkish arabic <laughs> it's like a turkish arabic sort of like middle eastern like um flute thing you know okay. like really deep cool sounding like flute I've been, like, listening to heaps of, like, name music recently. And I listen to, like, Spanish music as well and just, like, lots of world music because he's so, like, wrapped up in, like, like either, like, the metal or the hardcore or, like, you What's know, just, radio? like, normal stuff. And he's just like, oh, there's an entire world of, like, completely, like, new music that, like, from different cultures and countries to explore. And they use different scales and modes and completely, like, strange, weird-sounding instruments that are, like, super cool. So just, like... Um, yeah, that's one thing that's like constantly exciting me is like music exploration. That's awesome, man. That's so cool. Yeah. Has there been anything that's kept you up at night? Like things that have just been on your mind that you can't just get rid of? Well, not, not lately, but, but like in the past, I used to be like super insecure. So whatever like relationship I was in at the time, that would like be like the focus of my like, um, thoughts and insecurities and stuff at night time yep. just like that whole thing of like worrying about like how someone else is like viewing you and like how they interact with you and like that conversation you had the other day and how it got taken all that like conflict or argument like all those sorts of things used to just like keep me up at night all the time mm -hmm. and I suppose like now like I don't know I feel like way more secure like in the past like couple years where like I mean, like, nothing really keeps me up anymore. Like, my sleep has improved heaps. It yep. used to be really bad. <laughs> yep, yep. So, how, like, when did you just not make the change or make the that, that switch to flick, but when did you just go, it doesn't really matter? Like, was it with a relationship or did you just, like, was there, like, a breakup or something that just was, like, not that's the last straw, but it's like, this is, like, there's no point dwelling and feeling like I've got to... Like, I, sh I should be who I am, and if that's not good enough, then... You know what I mean? Like Yeah, it was kind of like... I suppose, like, with, like, the ending of my last relationship, which ended on, like, pretty good terms, and it was, like, my decision, because I was just like, this isn't, like, going forwards in the way that I want it to, so I'm going to have to, like, move on with my life. Yeah. And just, like, just, like, realising a bunch of things, like, just, like, having that time, like, by yourself to, like, reflect on yourself and your life, and you're just like, oh, like, what do I actually want to do? Like, how do I want to, like, how do I want my life to, like, look? And what can I do to, like, sort of, like, do that sort of thing? Mm -hmm. Is like, 
What was the question again? <laughs> what has kept you up at night? But I asked... Oh, yeah, you asked something. I said, um, like, was it relationship, like, thinking and dwelling on relationships that just wouldn't work? Like, is there was there a, a, a switch that you flicked and just go, this isn't worth it sort of thing? Yeah, no, yeah, well, I suppose that was, like, when my last relationship ended, I was just like, this isn't what I want, and I'm not sure what I do want, but I know that I don't want this, mm. so, I mean the only option I could see was just like ending the relationship and being single. And then like through that, I just like, you know, like I said, just like done like a lot of like self-reflection on like, not just that relationship, but all like the previous relationships I'd had and like sort of like went down like a, a bit of a um, red pill type um, <laughs> uh, thing. Like, like and just like looking, just like trying to like think about what like, what, why my previous relationships had turned out the way they had and then like what I can do in the future to, um, you know, have the type of relationship with someone that I want sort of thing. Yep. Yep. So what, looking back, would you say that not that you were the problem, but actions and things that you were doing was, was causing the same problems in the relationships? Like was that causing the same riffs or? Yeah, I think it was just like, sort of just like a, a weak, insecure, not that, it's sort of like a weak, insecure mindset of just like, this like one-itis about this one person that just like, you'd focus fully on them and then if something went, like, it would, it would take away from like the rest of my life, yep. sort of thing, where you're just like, this relationship is the most important thing that mm-hmm. matters and this person is the most important thing that matters and it doesn't matter like what else like I want to do in yeah. life or like what path that I want to do for myself when you like, in hindsight, when you're just like, well, I should have been like, you know, focusing on myself and chasing some um, goals and just like setting myself up and doing my own thing. And then if someone wants to like be a compliment to that Bang. and come along for the ride, then like, that's going to be great. But if they don't, then just like, who cares? Like, it's fine. And yep. just having like, having that switch of just like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to all be about this one person. Mm. And I think, I think that's a really important thing. Like you, the most valuable thing in your life is you. And if you then drop all your values and all your morals and ideals and stuff to try and please someone, the whole idea of them finding you attractive has kind of like turned off because I mean, this is just, I guess there's an assumption and you should never assume, but you know, the whole idea of a female being attracted towards a male is like, they're doing something like they've got a purpose. They're doing something cool. I want to, I want to be a part of that. Yeah. And if then the male goes, Oh yeah, I'm going to stop like going to the gym as often. Oh, I'm going to stop, you know, like chasing this sort of dream. And they start to just make it all about the relationship. And I'm not saying that sh- time shouldn't be put into the relationship, but you know, those passions and those drives start to dwell off. I'd kind of, I'd find that kind of unattractive as well. So yeah. I think that's what happens with a lot of guys. Yeah, they become like fully fixated and start like worshiping this person, mm. and then that leads them to the the female in the relationship to ultimately be like, well, like this isn't like the you know the 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 man that I was like after. This guy's just kind of like become like subordinate to me in yeah. some like weird way yeah and then like yeah it just it seems to be that that just causes like a whole host of like problems and like relationship breakdowns and, yeah it's and almost like the man divorces. goes on yeah it goes on damage control to like like literally just go back to what you're doing and you know do it be you shouldn't really have to change much the only thing you should be doing in the relationship is getting better not 
taking things out, if that sort of makes sense. So keep doing what you were doing. Um, and if the attraction's there, like that, that's, yeah, I don't really know what I'm trying to say, but. That's it. You shouldn't have, yeah, yeah, you shouldn't have to change who you are to try and, or what you want to do in life to try and like keep some sort of like desire or attraction from yeah, someone. That's exactly what I was trying because, to say. Because like, otherwise that person, like you, that's not like who you are and that's not like your purpose and like what you, you're going for in life. Mm, that's, you took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> okay. Um, what do you just not get? Like, what do you not understand? Hmm. Might be a bunch of like dead air here. Well, I try and like you can just edit it <laughs> if I take too long to answer. What do I not understand? I'm like, what sort of I see this question like that question's like too like you're talking about just like in terms of like I don't understand like life, man, the universe. I don't understand like physics. I don't understand superposition or like spooky action at a distance and just like weird <laughs> things like that. Or do you mean like socially or like? There's heaps that I don't understand. That's and that's cool that you can admit it. Like, I think, you know, not knowing is. If I think the people that say I know everything and that they're the loudest in the room, are usually the ones that don't know anything. Oh yeah, and it's those quiet ones that you know they're, they're listening and they're engaging and figuring out. Like they're scanning. Like, oh, this person knows what they're talking about. Oh, I'm gonna actually listen and see what they've they've got to say. Like, they're the ones that have a. And I think it's coming back. I think the more you can openly admit that you don't understand something in life, like if you just don't get it, um, you you open the doors to getting to know more. If That's that it. makes sense. So if you think you know everything and there's things like, oh, yeah, I get that, I get that. You're just literally closing the door to, to either learning more about something or you, you're just not showing that you, you want to learn. And I think that's stupid. So the fact that you've just gone, that's so much that I don't know, that's actually kind of cool. Yeah. I, um, there's, yeah. What is that like quote by that philosopher? We know that we know nothing or something like that. The only thing we know is that we know nothing. Mm. I can't remember who it is. I'm not sure. Who but it is. I always like that because like at the end of the day, I mean, you think... I mean, you only know what, like, information that you get, like, put in. And you don't know whether that's true or not. Yeah. And, like, the truth is only everyone's best guess. That's what, like... <laughs> that's true. Like, yeah. that's legit. I've always... I've thought about that for, like, a long time. And then when it comes to, like, science or, like, someone telling you anything, like, the truth is always just someone's best guess at that time. And so you can't really, like, I mean, do with the truth what you will sort of thing. <laughs> that's a very good point man that's and I guess I, with science and all that sort of stuff I guess their best guess also has you know a shitload of evidence to back it up you yeah know? and like, it's not a fixed position either because science is always like moving yeah it says oh yeah, actually so we're best, wrong here yeah our best guess at that time is like this thing yeah and like and that gets proven wrong and then oh well that's wrong now so like this is our best guess at this and it's always just a, it is always just a guess there is no such thing as like a a, a hard like, this is the truth forever. Mm. Because it's always changing. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that was good. That was good. All right, we're going to turn it back one more time. So, what has been the biggest loss that you've suffered so far? Hmm. Uh, I don't know. I feel pretty lucky. Like, I still have both my parents around. I suppose, like, my... Oh, well, actually, yeah, this one's pretty easy to answer now I think of it. It would be like, um, 
when our uh, good friend and bass player Nathan um, took his own life, mm. it would probably be the biggest loss that myself and all of our band and friends have like gone through. That was yeah, that was pretty disturbing and traumatic because I'd never had a friend like take their own life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was up in Border Town, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. That yeah, that kind of came out of nowhere, and I remember when I found out, I was just like, shit. Yeah, it was. I was. I remember I was at work. And I'm driving a forklift, and then I got a text message from Tom, and he just said, hey, man, like, sucks to tell you this way, but Nathan took his own life yesterday, blah, 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 blah. And I was just like, what? <laughs> like, you, you can't believe it. It's just, like, it's so, like, such an insane, like, thing to happen. You're just like, this this doesn't happen to me. This happens to other people I know. Yeah. And then it does, and then you just, like, you just left with all these, like unanswered questions and you're just like fuck and then you beat yourself up about it all the time you're like you know what could we have done like like and then you just get super like for me I've had like other friends deal with like mental health issues and depression and stuff and other friends like um, attempt to take their own lives and you just sort of have that sort of like lingering thing in the background just like fuck like is this going to happen again yeah and yeah. like, am I going to be able to like, like, how do you deal with that? Like, you, there's no like, I mean, there is obviously like framework and things like out there to help people yeah, deal with grief and, and things yeah, like that. Yeah. But it's just like, yeah, it's, it was, it was pretty intense. It's an intense experience to go through losing someone, especially like in that way. Yeah. It was just out of the blue. Yeah, it was, it was pretty fucked up. Um, and like I said, I it, like when I found it, I was like, what? Like, it, it's, it's almost like it... And I think the other thing that really hit me about his passing was he was just... He was alone. Yeah. Like, he just went up to Bordertown to work and then, like, I, I never really saw him again. The thing is, like, yeah, and you deal with your own grief, like, your own loss of that person. But for me, for some reason, the type of person I am... Like, um, the loss that his, like, mother and, like, mm. um, family members, like, felt, like, affected me more sort of thing. Yep. In a way, like, you can do, like, I'm fairly good at, like, dealing with my own, like, trauma and, like, grieving and things like that when it comes to things. Like, I have, like, mental things in place and, like, f- obviously, like, physical things that I can do to, like, help, like, alleviate that sort of stress or, like, sadness type thing but like when like you see someone else grieving and you can't like do anything about it like that outpouring of emotion is just like that's what like would affect me sort of thing and especially like for Tom because like he grew up with Nathan it was like his best friend friend, sort of thing it's just wild fuck let's get a bit more cherry we'll make it a bit more upbeat now Um, there's a couple more questions here man what's the best compliment someone has ever given you that depends that's nuanced that question whether it be like like a physical like compliment or like a compliment probably like something to do with obviously like my music my art it's like when someone like when you create like I'm not sure like you because you're a photographer right yeah I was yeah so like when you like have like an amazing like photo or like collection or something and then like someone like praises you for that or gives you a compliment for that that's pretty like rewarding I think yeah it makes you feel like the time that you've put in is like 
worth it. But even then, like sometimes, like eh, like I was. That's why I gave up taking photos because I was so pedantic and so perfect perfectionisty. Like I was like, yeah, but what if this is it? And I was like, but that's not how the photo works. Like that's the time. That's the moment in time I capture. Yeah, you have to accept it for what it is. Yeah, and so I, I always and like I've come back to it now. Like when people come for me, I'm like, fuck yeah, I'll own that. Like that's cool. But yeah, I think when, especially when it comes to art and creativity, it's so subjective. Like there's so many people that like this, like so many people like these artists and so many people like this sort of music. But when yeah. someone's gone out of their way to say or listen to what you've made and they go, yeah, that's, that's cool, man. Like you're killing it sort of thing. That, yeah. that would be cool to hear. Yeah, it is. Like you, you create, you spend like, people don't realize, especially like being in a band with a bunch of instruments. It might be, I mean, it's the same when you're making electronic music, but like, the amount of time that goes into that, like, song that someone, like, listens to for the first time. Like, someone had to, like, think of it, write it. You have to, like, record it. And that takes its whole... It's a whole process. Get it mixed, mastered, scrutinize it. Is there anything you could change about it? And then you eventually, like, put it out and you're just, like, hoping that, like, people... Like, are people going to like this? What if they don't? And because you're so, like, intimately tied to that... Um, to that song if people like don't like it or have like critiques about it or compare it to like some other song or something else and you're so like you're so it's such a part of you you're just like no fucking way man like it's not like that other band or it's not like this it's like it's this and you you just like but when you hear the opposite like it's both it's, it's this huge like balance like you hear the opposite and someone loves it and it means something to them and they write the lyrics down on their um fucking school book or they yeah, like, yeah, put yeah. like put it up on their wall and you're just like wow that's like that's amazing it's like this yeah like again like this yin and yang of like emotions that come with art and music yeah I think definitely with creating like creating something in art when you've you know invested such a long time refining it tweaking this tweaking that making sure this sounds like that making sure that looks like this all for like say for me it would just be a picture but for you it would be like three and a half minutes yeah. and someone's just gone like listen to maybe 40 seconds of all this time you've just invested into this thing and they go that's fucking shit they'd yeah. be like what the fuck man like that's so unfair but then on the flip side it's like they get those lyrics and it's like those things that you wrote or helped write and create and that's resonated in someone Yeah, it's just like this is that was worth it yeah yeah that's it you sort of got to just take the good with the bad and just yeah. like not like dwell on like the negative things that someone's because mm. someone's always going to like not like what you do yeah and you just have to accept that and that's what you learn like as you get older as a musician and you know you become less um, critical of other people's art and music yourself sort of mm. thing so it like helps in that way you're like Oh, you're not just this, like elitist of like these all these are the bands that suck and like these are the songs that suck. Like you sort of like grow out of that as you get like older and more mature. Yeah. I guess. Hundred percent. Is there anything that you wanted me to ask you, but I haven't? No, nah, not really. Not that I can think of. Like all your questions are pretty, pretty good. Like pretty comprehensive and in depth. They're, like, yeah, they've been good. They've been some of them have been pretty tricky. Especially just like off the cuff because I'm someone that like wants, like if someone asks me like a, a personal question, mm. like I want like lots of time, hours maybe to like give like a good response. Yep. So that's why I'm like, I'm a little bit like nervous now. I'm like, man, I probably haven't answered these. I'll probably like, if I like listen to it back, I'll be like, man, I could have answered it like this. I could have, uh, you know. That's dwelling. <laughs> Don't dwell, man. That's, you know, <laughs> yeah. like. I think you've been killing it, so that's really good. Is there anything that you want to ask me? 
Um, yeah, oh, actually, are you going to start oofed up again? And why don't you start oofed up again? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I do still have the recipe. Um, and it's kind of cool knowing that I've still got the recipe. Like I've, I've said, if you haven't listened to my um, How Oofed Went Poofed um, episode, definitely give that a listen. But it's cool to know that I've, me and my partner created something that is wanted. Um, and it's a pretty, like, it, there was a lot of time put into it. So I just don't want it to not exist. The thing I was thinking when I, because I listened to that podcast um, yesterday. And the thing I was thinking, like, it just seemed like you were, like, unprepared and got super overwhelmed mm. with, like, the explosion of it and how fast it took off. Yeah. And, like, maybe if you'd put, like, some more, like, pre-production behind the scenes, like, time and thought into it and, like, preparing and, like, maybe having, like, your own actual space mm. from the get-go, yep. it would have, like, been, like, way more successful. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, I look back and I'm like... That's like at the end of it, I said, I'd like to own, like if I did do it again, I'd own a space. Yeah. But like, I mean, going into that as a brand new business, like what the fuck am I doing? Like, you, you just don't know. And like, yeah, that's you just started hindsight's... baking cookies one day and then it just exploded. Fucking exploded, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, like, would I would I like to do it again? Um, at the moment, no. I still really want to, I look, Mount Gamby needs dumplings and yeah. take a dumpling is... It needs to work. <laughs> yeah, I remember you saying that at the start. You were going to make a dumplings place. Yeah, dumplings are sick. There is no dumplings down here, is there? No, no. Take a dumpling and yeah. Anyway, so then you can. Have, I won't get into. I should do an episode of Take a Dumpling and how I want to set it up. Um, but yeah, I look. I think I might. I may in the future, not anytime soon, but I might do like private orders again. And like, if people are really wanting it, then maybe take take the, the steps to maybe just be like a like an overseer sort of role. Um, but I don't... I, it's not a plate that I, I want to spin again. Not not at the moment. So Yeah. There's some questions I'll ask you off air because there might be a bit more um, yeah. private and confidential towards like the oofed. <laughs> yeah, that, that's cool. That's the cool. Um, oofed gate. <laughs> oofed gate 2020. Um, all right, we'll finish it off now, man. Um, yeah, sick. We've got two more questions. What's the best tip that you know? So what has just been solid advice that's really, you know, shone through at the darkest of times? Or when you've had a problem, it's like, oh, this is the tip that I know that can just get me through this. Um, well, there's like the one thing that I just keep thinking of lately is like, like no one's coming to save you. Yep. No one's coming to like give you a handout in life or like whatever it is you're doing. And you just have to like go after it yourself. Mm. That's mm. like, it's something that like everyone, like it seems so like obvious, but like people just like, it doesn't like click for a lot of people. No. And like in recent years, it's just like started to like, like really click for me. It's like, you want like, you know, you want to get abs or you want to get like jacks. Like no one's, you can't, no one's going to do that for you. Mm. You have to go into the gym and f- fucking bust your ass and be super sore and tired and do the protein and everything that you want to do to get that physique. Yeah. And the same thing goes with, like, when it comes to, like, a job or career. Like, you have to, like, like no one's going to help you. You just have to do it yourself. Mm. Mm. So no one's going to save you. That's my <laughs> that's my tip. That's that's good, man. All right. I guess that sort of ties in with the last question. So if there's someone listening um, right now and there's one thing that you want them to take away from uh, listening to this episode, what would that be? Think critically about everything, including yourself, and become better 
at discerning information. Bang. All right, man. We'll leave it there. Thanks so much for having a chat with me. Thank you, Mr. Mo. Um, and just for those who have still made it this far in this episode, if you would like to sit down and have a chat with me, I'm more than happy to talk to literally anyone. Um, also, if you could maybe take a screenshot and share it on your socials just to get um, the word out there. Uh, and also leave a review. That would help me a lot. I know that might be a bit of a bit time-consuming for you, but um, all those things really help um, spread that the word of just chats. But... Um, Other than that, uh, I think we'll leave it there, man. Cool. Thank you.